The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. My name is Brittany Crabb. I am a paranormal YouTuber, a paranormal investigator, and I'm ready to play real or creepy. Hi, I'm Stephanie Strange, and I'm here to play real or creepy. I am a psychic medium, and I'm a spooky content creator. That's right, audience. We're here for another episode of Real or Creepy, where we determine whether or not these stories from the internet are a real haunting or a fake creepypasta. Our first story is titled, No, It Wasn't Sleep Paralysis. I was 10, so one night I woke up and turned my light on. I was living with my parents, and they were asleep. I left my room, got a drink of water, and went back to bed. Once in my bed, I turned off the light, and there it was. A child in all white floating next to my bed. I was terrified. The first thing I did was try to talk to it. I said, hi, and it said, hello. That was a moment I realized it wasn't me seeing things and it was real. I covered up my face and after two minutes, I checked back to see if it was still there. It was still there, just staring directly at me. I went back under my blanket, me being 10, thinking it would protect me, and I passed out. Just a reminder, I could move. I sat up so it wasn't sleep paralysis if I could move. Yeesh. So Stephanie... You know, we talked about sleep paralysis in that other episode. I would say there's multiple factors they could have leaned on in here to claim that it wasn't sleep paralysis more so than they could just move at the end. Pretty creepy, but is it a creepy pasta? Okay, so so to clarify, I did wasn't there somewhere in the moment like in the story too where they said hello and it said hello back and they covered their face. So like isn't that technically moving because they could they move to cover their face? Yeah. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, so I I'm inclined to feel like this is real. Like I, I do. I think this is real in a sense that like there's a couple of elements of, you know, they tried to hide under the cover and nothing, but they can move at the end. And they, you're right. They kept reinforcing and stuck on this idea. Like I didn't experience sleep paralysis over and over again. And they were trying to stick with what they knew best. But also there's elements on there that I could see why one would think it's like a creepypasta because you know, a child floating in the air, right? Like that's creepy and, and that can be seen as like a very like classic trope of like spooky stuff, right? But part of me feels like it's real. I don't know. And do you subscribe to this thought, which I didn't realize how prevalent it was really until, uh, you know, I post certain videos on TikTok or whatever clips from shows about children ghosts. 
there is always a handful of people that are really quick to comment. That's a demon. Demons cover themselves as cover themselves. That's weird. Appear as children to get into your life, into your room, whatever. Do you think that that's always the case? Or do you think, you know, maybe it's just a ghost that's a child or spirit that's a child that wants to interact with this 10 year old? Yeah. I mean, I think that spirits and ghosts, whatever you want to call it, they, they manifest in a way that they think they can, you know, get you to understand their story, why they're there. Um, an example of that is like my haunted doll, Johnny, right? Like in recent times, I've been working more with it and my husband, and I have been channeling with it and communicating with it. And I originally thought it was a boy, but the more time has passed now, I'm like, it's a teenager who hides himself as a child. And I think that's not outside of the norm, right? I've also had stories where I've experienced something and I see something a certain way, but the other individual who experienced it, they had their own experience, similar but different, right? Um, there's stories all over the internet too where people, there is one that I received where this person said that they went to like one of this haunted house. They didn't go inside, but they went up to it and they saw, one of them saw a young version of this man, the spirit man, and the other person saw an elderly version of this man, but same mm -hmm. like elements of that individual. So like, I think, you know, that's not out of the norm. I think, again, spirits can manifest in the way that they think you'll be receptive and not fear it. And I think that's mm -hmm. also why people would also think that it's disingenuous, like, oh, you know, it's presenting itself as a, as a child, but I'm getting that it's more than that. And because there's this disingenuousness to it, they probably assume, oh, it's a demon. It's like, well, no, probably because you're picking out that there's more to it than just this child facade in front of you. Yeah, yeah. That's great information. And Brittany, you notoriously have been wanting some, you know, bigger than life, horrific haunting to happen to you. <laughs> a lot of people feel like children ghosts are the scariest of ghosts for whatever reason. Would a child ghost scare you more than, you know, a, an adult ghost? It depends on the situation. I think children's spirits like what you're saying how people are like oh it's a demon i definitely believe that demons appear to people as children and they try to be all innocent but that's not the case all the time i believe it actually can be a child spirit as well it depends though like how the child's acting if it starts like humming a song and just like being creepy you know like the samora morgan song from the ring mm -hmm. when she's like eh, like i don't know if they start humming a song like that then that freaks me out but like yeah. in the best way but with this story kind of 50 50 i don't know i guess fine with these stories people like they found it just sounds like a professional story or it sounds like i'm telling you my own personal story i, I just don't know i like how they just kept saying it's not sleep paralysis but they were awake so it's not sleep paralysis. <laughs> why are they saying that that's why i thought it was real because i'm like maybe they're just so stuck they're not seeing the story as a whole they're so stuck on like exactly. what they're trying to convince yeah. people as it sounds like to me that, that somebody tried to mansplain to them about ghosts and sleep paralysis when they told them their story. And they were just like, it's not sleep paralysis. So they're just like making a point after every sentence to hammer that in. But I mean, Brittany, does that make you feel more like it's real? The fact that they want us to perceive well, that they're trying to prove a yeah. point by sharing this. I believe it wasn't like what they said. It was not sleep paralysis. So, yeah, I guess I am leaning more towards that. It is true. Yeah. But still, the story's just weird. I don't know. I don't know who to believe. I tend to believe that that one's real as well. Yeah. So this next one we're going to jump on, jump onto, jump into 
It's called My Dead Uncle. I found this to be one of the more interesting ones we've done for Real or Creepy. And I'm curious to see just in the way that it invoked uh, emotion in me. And I'm curious to see if you guys feel the same way. So it says, this happened not too long ago. My family and I like to party and get together with other relatives. I remember when we visited our uncle who lived in the province. I get together with my cousins and had a couple of drinks near my uncle's huge backyard. A little tipsy, I excused myself to go pee. It is almost 1 a.m. when I walked inside their house and saw people crying. Confused and a little drunk, I ignored it and opened the comfort room door when I saw my uncle walking out. I immediately said sorry and bowed to show respect, but when I saw his face, it looked a little odd. My uncle is a jolly person, but his face right then looked way too serious and showed no emotion. He never looked at me and just walked outside. I thought of it as if he was not in the mood and maybe a little mad at me. I just proceeded to do my business in their toilet. When Sorry, this is a funny sentence. When I got out and walked close to my family, who is still crying, I overheard that my uncle had passed last night due to a heart attack. I froze and chills ran up my body. When I saw my uncle a little while ago, he was not even alive. I never said this to any of my relatives. I feel like they will be spooked even more than me. So Stephanie, you know, this is a story we might hear on a podcast or something, but it also has elements, I think, of a creepypasta too in some ways, but it felt really personal to me. I don't know, like how how did this one affect you when you heard it? Yeah, you're right. Like, I think it is more on the real side only because so in general, I've heard of people seeing like a doppelganger or another, you know, that individual or spirits, because a lot of people when they see spirits, including my husband, like we went to Salem recently and like the way he described in the story how his uncle appeared just not more serious and just vacant in the face expression. Maybe that's what I'm reading into. But what I gathered, it reminds me of stories I've read what my husband sees when he sees spirits is like this vacancy of a face, like just very vacant, very just serious expression at times. And I, I guess that to me checks out, right? And the fact also that they had elements of like cultural aspects, like bowing, you know, mm-hmm. we don't, you don't normally bow to people, at least like in Western society, we don't bow to people. So if this was a creepy pasta, I would be inclined to believe that in the story, they would add in like, this is my culture. And so I did blah, 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 blah. Right. And so the, this is very impersonal off the bat. However, the elements that sound like creepypasta is like the 1am thing. Right. But yeah, no, I think this is way too personal and adding in that they had a, that they were drunk and they felt a little tipsy and yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's real. Taking care of their business in the toilet. I was like, this is real for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know why. Just, I was like, <laughs> But yeah, you I went don't... straight there. So yeah. I was like, I'm not going to acknowledge that. But <laughs> you went straight there. I was like, okay, yep. <laughs> this episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey, y'all, it's Noah Daniels. And oh boy, I just got my box of Wild Grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads. 
fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. It just, just for me personally, it just, it evoked like, that sense of wonder about like when we die, you know, and, and it, my, my, I mean, I am my brain. I don't know why I say it like this, but my brain took it as like two avenues. One is this uncle just sad because he's not part of, you know, these people's physical lives anymore. Or is this thing that, you know, the, the spirit or whatever they saw, is it more like 
corpse-like and just kind of stuck in that movement through the home. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of creeped me out, made me sad. It just made me feel all these different things. Brittany, did it have any effect on you like that? Did it make you kind of feel like it was more real because of that? I think it was real. And because he saw his uncle when his uncle was pronounced dead, right? Was that what it was? My understanding here, let's just make sure. So bah, 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 bah. I overheard that my uncle passed last night. So I guess his uncle had passed the night before. It kind of reminds me of a story that my dad has, like long story short. But when my grandpa died, he died like six months after I was born. Um, the night that he died, my dad's friend was in his house and my grandpa walked into his house and he looked like a full like a person like the three of us. And he told my dad's friend to tell Rick, which is my dad, that he's fine. And then he walked out of his house and he thought it was a real he thought it was actually my dad's dad. And he didn't tell my dad for months because he thought like, what the fuck? And then one day he finally said, when did your dad die? And my dad told him. And then he said, your dad came into my house that night and told me to tell you that he's fine. It gives me chills. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of that because weird how spirits pick and choose random people to go after to, to, to like deliver messages and stuff. Anyway, that's what it reminded me of low key. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah not uncommon either like i've i've heard a lot of stories like that too and even like i keep going back to like that halloween thing ghost story yeah. thing but someone said the same thing like they saw an individual like in real body form mingling with people it's weird yeah. it's interesting i got so many chills right now oh my god <laughs> i believe it's real then i guess we all believe this yeah. is i think we're all on the yeah. same fans that yeah it's yeah i feel like i feel like we're all there um but yeah this was one of the the better ones i think we shared on here not because it's like the scariest or the creepiest or whatever but it, it felt real and it and it made me feel something which oh i know what i was gonna say I, and i don't i'm curious to see if you guys are like this too um kind of like being in this paranormal i hate to say field or but like uh you know ingesting all of this and talking to people about their stories so much i find that like when i am talking to somebody who say just lost a loved one like say it's a family member who just lost a loved one and i'm at like you know visitation or something i don't know why but it's so much easier to me to like be there for somebody who has lost somebody because i have heard and, and interviewed so many people who have maybe seen a loved one or, you know, so many stories that surround, you know, people passing and stuff, which it used to not be that way. I, I'm curious, and, and we'll kind of get out of here on this thought, but uh, with from both of you guys, Brittany, we'll start with you. Has being in the paranormal field, how has that affected your interactions with other people? Like, do you find that it's so much easier to talk about death and ghosts and stuff just with like everyday people who aren't in the field or has had there been any positive or, or negative outcomes from you being in this field kind of like a little bit of both it's really weird because my biggest fear is death like that's my biggest fear ever and yet that's it's like high-fiving high-five <laughs> yeah which doesn't make sense because death literally like it depresses me when i hear about deaths happening especially like what's going on in the world right now but it's like mm. um presses the hell out of me. Sometimes I can't really talk about it with people, but I find, you know, someone just lost a loved one. I get it because I've lost loved ones, 
but I think it's comforting because I know that your loved ones are always with you. I know it because my grandma is with me all the time. I know she is. Like I feel it. I have her ring on. I wear her ring all the time too. We're both cancers, by the way. (laughs) I think it's like when you lose a loved one or you're talking to someone who lost a loved one, it's just more comforting because you guys can relate, but you just know that your loved ones are always with you. Whereas there's other people who obviously they don't believe and I just don't really connect with people who don't believe in the paranormal. I'm sorry. I respect it, but it's like, they look at me like I'm nuts. So why am I even going to engage in conversation? <laughs> I can only be around people who really believe, but if you don't believe like that's totally fine, I get it, but there's just so much evidence out there and pretty much every person, not every person, but percent of people that you encounter in your life, they've had a weird paranormal encounter. They have, how can you not believe? How? Stephanie, what about you? Do you feel like, I guess it's kind of a two-parter. Do you feel like there have been pros and cons for you being in the paranormal space? You know, whether that's as a psychic medium, online content creator, and do you feel like being in this world has made it easier to be around other people who are maybe grieving a, a loved one that's passed? It's given me a profound respect for the grieving process and the and, and literally like, the deceased um, more than I thought I could have. And I guess I'll give an example of that. Um, So when my mentor passed away due to cancer, um, when the year that, well, yeah, around the time that I moved out to California, to Los Angeles area, I just cried and cried and cried about it. But, and I don't want to sound wishy-washy either, but it made me feel like, wow, she's always with me. And I do feel her with me. Like when I've been scared, when I felt like I needed her, I hear her voice. And it gives me an, a, a comfort knowing that her spirit is around me. And even like when my dog died recently also of cancer, I realized like, okay, so because the idea is in the paranormal is that energy cannot be like, you can't just, it doesn't just stop, right? Energy just evolves into other things. And when my dog died, I realized like, you know, we started going to um, like adoption, uh, you know, pet adoption places, uh, the dog pounds and stuff. And we were donating a lot of food and things that were of Yoshi's and that in itself, people like don't realize it, but that in itself is Yoshi's energy and his memory still living on like we're now giving back to these these need these communities of need whether we're giving food away we're giving medication uh to these animals that need it that normally wouldn't have and like had my dog not passed we wouldn't be able to give back to that so i think that like again this goes back to like i have a profound respect for the dead because this isn't just like you die and then you're a spirit i think also the energy that follows it brings people together it 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 makes people want to do better and right by whatever cause happened. In this case, it was cancer, right? So yeah, I think that's kind of like how it's shaped me and what I view. I do think though, in a weird way, I think Brittany and I talked about this, being part of the paranormal community has also made you even more skeptical though. Like, so like I, while I have a profound for the dead and everything, I also have like a huge skepticism. Like, I know I was an atheist before I started doing this work, but as time went on, I started to question a lot of things within it again. Like it went from like, didn't believe, believed completely, then went went into this medium balanced space again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting way. Like it, it makes you realize a lot of things about life and don't mean to sound cliche, but like the things that you, that goes unnoticed. 
Well, thank you guys for sharing that. I feel like maybe those are questions that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to ask you guys. So fans of the podcast and fans of yours, I just, uh, I think that's interesting information for people to have because not a lot of people in life in general do what you guys do. You know, you really put yourself into the public space. Well, in what used to be a very niche field, I feel like it's it's opened up some, but still pretty niche, you know, for the the content we're covering. So that's really cool to hear. Y'all get to talk about that. Well, gang, we did it. It's over. No more real or creepy with with these two gals. Thank y'all so much for coming on and doing these episodes. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Brittany, where can our audience find your content? So my main platform is YouTube, which is at Brittany Crab, And I'm also on Instagram and TikTok, which is at Brittany Crab 44 Also, you can check Stephanie and I on the Spirit Squad on the CW. I watched that live when it aired. And I tell you what, that was a pretty sure it's very surreal for you guys getting to do it and then see yourselves on tv but being fortunate enough to know y'all before that happened and during it was so cool getting to see you on tv doing uh your paranormal investigating and stephanie where can our audience find all your awesome content yeah you can find me on instagram uh tiktok youtube and facebook it's stephanie underscore strange on on youtube it's stephanie strange and yeah, that show was phenomenal. I, I'm so grateful for that. It's like a, it was a unique format too. I just I've never seen anything like it. So thank you. Absolutely. Once again, spooky season never ends. And that's another episode of Real or Creepy. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.